So I'm just going to get started, and we're going to see how the clusterfuck unfolds. Good, good evening, everybody. Well, I guess it doesn't matter the, e- the the time of day. Hi, hi, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Reality Breached. Uh, tr- trying to bring this 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 train back to some sort of normalcy uh, during our our year of the COVID, twenty twenty. Um, we we've missed out on a lot of content this year. A lot of movies got delayed. A lot of uh, TV shows put off, pr- you know, production. Uh, but one thing that we did get was the second season of the hit television show. And if it can be called a television show, it's streaming. Doesn't matter. The Mandalorian. Uh, it's on Disney plus uh, last year was season one. We didn't talk about that. I kind of felt like at the time uh, I dropped the ball by not doing an episode on the first season of Mandalorian. So I've got my two uh, star Wars experts and I, I guess I, I don't even know if that's the right way to put it. Both of it them is. have real hard boners for the Clone Wars, so I figure they're both experts in talking through this 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 series. I, I've got Reality Breached OG Reed Walker on the line. How's it going? Going good, Sergio. Fantastic. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I also have my Shellheads co-host, Jeff Hub. Jeff Hubbard? <gasps> Dude, what are you going by these days? Je- <coughs> Jeffrey Hubbardsky? J-Hub? No. J-Hub. Although J-Hub's not bad. That's not bad. I like that. How's it going, Jeff? It's going really, really well, Sergio. Good. Nice. I hope your Christmases are going swimmingly. Yeah. Well, how do you want to start this off, Sergio? All these wonderful Yuletide pleasantries out of the way now. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, then then let, let's, let's, I guess... T- kick this off from a personal level like we've, we've all seen a lot of star wars in our day right uh and i just want to get an idea of where you're coming from like when 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 you first said i'm gonna watch this mandalorian show what were your expectations and how did the first season meet them so uh, either of you can volunteer to go first do, do you want to go jeff or do you want me to uh yeah let me go first because go for it um okay um well for me, coming off Clone Wars and Rebels, immediately when I heard that Dave Filoni was attached to it, I was sold. I had no expectations going into it because I didn't really know, you know, what to expect. You know, watch the trailer for it. I'm like, oh, this looks really good. Um, and um, it it gave me that feeling that I originally had from watching the original trilogy growing up just kind of like that that high adventure the hero's journey um you know just being kind of in awe of what they were presenting to us with great storytelling uh great characters and and you know just so on and so forth okay 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 read read how is he wrong <laughs> how is he wrong wait no, i'm kidding i'm kidding I'm no kidding. no i mean i'll hit that note if i need to 
cause, cause I got something. I can, I can, you t- I can got, I can go somewhere if you want that. Really, I'm definitely not wrong. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not even gonna say that you're wrong. Reed, what, what, where, 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 where did you come from when, when hitting up the Mandalorian? Um, for me, I mean, I, I guess I'm probably simpler than Jeff, for better or worse. It, it said Star Wars on it, and I was like, you know, I mean, I, I tried these movies, and th- and they put a bad taste in my mouth. I'll try this TV show and just see what happens. We'll <laughs> we'll we'll see if it can wash it out a little bit. And sh- you know, that first episode or the first season, it through all that, sure enough, really did. The first couple episodes, it's it's a little for me it's a little slow but just the same it's fine because it's world building and stuff and that's cool and it's this world without jedi as much so this is all just really interesting to me it is good storytelling like jeff said and i'm just kind of one as long as something's in the vein of a thing that i like i'm willing to try and watch it yeah and i don't need a whole lot else it's it's either going to get me or it doesn't. I don't care about trailers. I the actors do kind of matter a tiny bit. I was really happy to see the Red Viper getting in something, even if he's got a helmet on. Yeah, all yeah. the time, you know. But I was still like, yeah, I like I like that dude. He's a good actor. I'll I'll watch that. And and like Jeff said, Dave Filoni's part of it. I don't remember if John Favreau was as much part of the first season or not. I can't remember. He was. He's. He was. I think he technically created the show. Yeah. And okay. Wrote, and okay. He wrote, like. He definitely. Yeah. I knew he couple, wrote a lot of season two. But yeah. But yeah. Him. Well, then him being attached to it, I was on board with that too. So it, it's it's a little different. I okay. guess for me, it's it's not as the the wall's not as hard as far as like I'll sit down and watch it. Then it comes down to the quality or not. Okay. See, I I and. Like I like to call myself a Star Wars fan. I I, I don't know if I, that that might be wearing off because you know growing up I of course watched the movies and and I watched all of the the prequel movies in the theaters and was super hype about the end of uh, uh, Revenge of the Sith and never really got into Clone Wars because I it's a kids show like I tried watching it it didn't work for me and. Just All over the years is for kids. Oh, no, no. I've, I'm watching it now. Not all for kids, yeah. clearly. Yeah, They're it's, just it's, murking it's, people left and right. But Well, I mean, it's still technically designed for children. Yeah. Uh, but Grown-ass I, children. In my adulthood, I, I found that my love for Star Wars is kind of in the, the Jedi part of it. Like I really like lightsabers. I, I, I like the force. I like the, 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 the pageantry that comes with the Jedi council and, you know, following these ancient fucking rules and shit. Like that's the part, that's the part of star Wars that really gets me. Like the parts that don't give me parts that I don't really give a shit about are space battles. Uh, I, I don't really care about, um, what are they? Bounty hunters, uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't really care about. Oh, the, the rebels are going to uprise. Like, of course, of course, it's a fight against good, good against bad, whatever. Like, that's yeah. that's that's what gets you through the story. The interesting part is the subtext, and the subtext has always been for me the Jedi part. Mm-hmm. So, 
when they announced the Mandalorian, they really need they really had to earn my my attention. Like I was gonna watch it because I love shitting on a bad TV show, but they had to earn the respect. And I and, and I feel like the first season they really did because going into it, yeah. I told you what a fucking Mandalorian was, and I was like, why is that guy wearing Boba Fett's hat? Like that, that, that's that's how I hit the series. And at the end of season one, I was very pleased. Um, d- despite a few problems, and and we'll get into those a, a bit later. Uh, Jeff, you didn't really talk about how, uh, and it's because I didn't ask you to, but you didn't really bring up how you felt about the new movies. Where do the where do those fit into this this jigsaw puzzle that is Jeff's Star Wars brain? I I they nowhere to be found. They're in some kind of alternate reality ta- timeline that just does not exist. Oh, just, wow. No, no. Fuck, fuck that. And I will tell you why. Oh, okay. Um, and I'll, I'll keep it concise. Um, okay. where the Mandalorian builds on, um, the, the core elements of star Wars, the lore, the hero's journey, which, you know, like we followed through episodes four five and six, the growth of Luke and, you know, all those characters. um, the requel trilogy, and I call it that because it feels like it's just a remix of the originals. It nothing is earned. Like immediately, oh, I can do. I know how to, you know, do Jedi mind tricks. I know how to do this or do that. And like, no, you can't. That's not how the Force works. You have to be trained in that. Talent without training is nothing. <laughs> oh God. Yes, I'm <laughs> fucking quote that shit because it's, it's 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 accurate. But also. They didn't work – they did not collaborate with George. They used bits and pieces and, and, and stuff like that where the Mandalorian – and I think this is where Lucas functions best with a, a solid creative team to help focus his vision. Mm-hmm. And I – you know, and them having – a wonderful collaboration. Filoni have working with George for what, 12, 12 or something years on clone wars. And then, you know, them having him on set with Mandal on Mandalorian and getting all of his input and everything. So I think that's where the Mandalorian excels and where the sequel trilogy just failed miserably. Cause there's, there's no, there's no connection. There's no, everything that those characters did Luke, Leia, and Han, all the accomplishments was like nothing. It was all just went nowhere. So I just, I no. Yeah. I, and yeah. and then. And, and 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 I think like my my opinion of the of the and we've talked about this on on the show a lot. I don't want to go too deep into it, but my opinion of the new trilogy is it's 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 way too dependent on what came before it. Yeah. Like. It didn't tread new ground. Well, it like it tried to, but not in the right direction. <clears throat> like, I, I don't want you know twenty minute scenes with Luke Skywalker in a new Star Wars movie. Like, I, that's tell a new story, you know. And yeah. I, I feel like they 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 tried several way too many times in the new movies to be like, ah, uh, ah, uh, remember Yoda, ah, uh, remember Han Solo, ah, uh, you know. It, it was very just forcing member berries down down my throat. Yeah. When all I want to do is find out about these three new or four new 
on paper, interesting characters. Yeah. Uh, and <clears throat> uh, to, to, to bring this back home to the, the conversation, I, I feel like the Mandalorian was that like the, the whole first season of the Mandalorian. If you didn't watch the Clone Wars, which I didn't watch the Clone Wars until, you know, I'm going through it now, but none of that felt like, hey, hey, you remember this? Hey, 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 we're going to throw in. Here's a baby Yoda. It's not Yoda, but it's a baby Yoda. Like it, 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 at the very least, it's a new character with a new story that's not dependent upon the past. And Mando's character is not even dependent on the Boba Fett character. Like they go in a completely different direction despite them wearing the same clothes. So that's, that's why I praised the first season so much is because it's its own thing. It's, it, it doesn't rely on all of this shit that they've been writing for, you know, what is it? 50 years now. Yeah. Um, read, we were, you know, I guess we need to get your opinion as well on the, 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 the new movies. How, how those go for you? <laughs> I'll, I'll keep it short since I know we're pressed for time and there are more important matters at hand. Uh, for the most part, without getting into the minutia, because you and I, Sergio, have talked about these movies a lot. Ad nauseum. <laughs> Ad nauseum. It's every every six months this fucker will call me and be like, that scene... Then you remember the Return of the Sky Jedi? Of the, the, the Rise and of Skywalker. You, yeah, you remember the Rise of Skywalker? You remember... You remember, remember Luke Skywalker in them new movies? Yeah, that ain't him. I've got a new opinion. Okay, I, I thought of something. Yeah, Uncle Skywalker. I, I generally agree with what both of you said, probably with more caveats. I do like that the in context to the Mandalorian versus these new movies, it is cool to see them build on the existing world more, like you guys said rather than tread on and use the laurels of nostalgia like they do in the other movies. Yeah. yeah so very point. much, even little things. I mean, the force awakens within the first, you know, I don't know. I'm ballparking 20 minutes, whatever. When Ray and Finn see the millennium Falcon and you're like, Oh, what are we going to do? Use that hunk of junk? And they're just passing by and it's the Millennium Falcon and everybody <laughs> cheers, right? There's so much of that in these movies. All that said, though, and this is kind of the stuff maybe Sergio might think, too. They have that scene, that fan service thing, and it's cute in doses, but they definitely use heavy doses. But that said, fine, they do that. Then in the next in the next scene when they're in the ship and they do like that up that that uh barrel roll or or that flip where Finn shoots the gun based on the position that Ray puts the ship in because it's jammed or something. Uh-huh. That was cool to me. That was really cool. That's a yeah, really yeah. interesting scene or use or, or mechanic or you know whatever. So I'm like, "Okay, movie, you got some stylish looking things. Maybe it's not the most substance in the world, but that's fine. That's really flashy." So I'm kind of cool with that. Same thing with uh, them using the hyperdrive and that visual. Maybe it's just a me thing, but that visual when that's when she's going through the ships and they all explode, that looked amazing to me. That oh, visual is yeah. super yeah. cool. Yeah, so, I, and I would even add on top of that in the third movie when they did the lightspeed skipping. 
that's dumb as shit, but it looks cool. It's <laughs> <laughs> really dumb, but it's cool. I'll give it that. So there's a lot of style, and Finn being what he could have been. There, there's to not go too deep into it, like you said. There's a there are a good handful of things I I think that the sequels could have really done something and been something of their own, but they just didn't do anything with it, and they just let they just rested so hard on past nostalgia and the old characters and old things. Whereas the Mandalorian has some of that, but it's a little more subtle or it's a little not as heavy handed or it's not as common. It's there, but it, at least in my 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 viewing of it. OK, OK, OK. I like where this is going. OK, so let's let's let's, I guess, parlay this into the, the, the Mandalorian as a series. Mm hmm. Uh, we could break this up into season one. We can break this up into you know, and, and talk about season two separately. Uh, however you want to hit, however you want to hit this. Uh, let's let's start off by talking about the characters. Okay. So obviously you have Mando. You have the you have, uh, who we have recently learned is named Grogu. Uh, you have uh, Moff Gideon. You've got I can't think of any of the other names. Grief Karga, which is played by Carl Weathers. You've right. Ig Eleven. Which is voiced by uh, Taiko Waititi. Oh, is that that droid? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You've the got they reprogram. You've got Cara Dune, played by the lovely Gina Caro. I don't think that's how you pronounce Carino. Carino. Look, Carino. I don't. I don't know, but I'm just saying right now, thick thighs save lives. Don't know how that works. <laughs> I do, I do like her character a lot. But She's fantastic. And this isn't, this is not a pejorative at all. But something happened between seasons. Maybe she had a kid between seasons because she got thick. I don't. She got thick in that second season. I just think she worked out more. That, that's the no. That's not how that works. She, she used to be a, an MMA fighter. If anything, she's working out less now. No, I think she's working out more for the role. I don't think because you know true. they do that in the Hollywoods, Sergio. But but mm. that's not the kind of thick that she got though. There you go. Start leading him. I don't think she got pregnant or is in a relationship. I don't know. I don't follow that status. Like I haven't seen. I don't. Any... I don't either. I don't. But I noticed. I was like, oh, oh, hello. <laughs> this is who we're following in season two. Nice. All right. Cool. Maybe she's been eating a lot of thick fillet. Oh. <laughs> yes. All this was filmed before the pan not the, the the pandemic, so we can't blame it on that. Yeah. Uh but again, it's not a pejorative. She looks great. Um yeah. it, it's it's just there's a noticeable difference. Uh let's see, who else do we have? Um We've got Ugnot or uh not uh, uh what's his name? Um uh -huh. hang on. Played by Nick Nolte. Oh, that guy. Yeah. yeah okay. Are you, talking about, are you talking about the alien that helped him with the quill Jawas? Yeah. At first, I was like, "Oh my god, has Nick Nolte really shrunk that that much?" <laughs> look just like Jesus him. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will go ahead and openly admit, by the way, I am terrible with any of these characters' names. Just oh yeah, me, me too, me too. Like, you just mumble I some just, Star Wars shit. 
I just figured out that the Mandalorian's name is Din. So, is it? Like, I thought it was Mando. No, no, he's got a name name. Din Djarin. Yeah, Din, there you go. Oh. Find out at the end of the very uh, first season. Mm. Oh. Because well, apparently Moff Gideon knows everything. Yeah, yeah. Funny, so funny how plot devices do that to people. Very interesting. <laughs> like, the mystery around his character, I'm like, how does he know all this? How does he know? And they still hadn't really revealed that yet. So. I love that. I love. That. I don't want to know a bunch of shit about a character. That's not what you know. If you know everything, that doesn't make them interesting. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> you don't have to explain yourself, Star Wars. Just be shitty. Uh. No, that's not shitty. That's good storytelling. <laughs> uh, no, it's not. It is. Uh, no, it's not. If you don't know a lot about the character, it makes them more fascinating. You're more engaged. That, but that doesn't mean not not by definition is good. That doesn't mean it's automatically good. Like eh. if he just knows stuff for the sake of knowing stuff because it's convenient for him to know stuff, that's not good. I just well no, like we don't know how he knows the stuff. Is he? He's not. Well, he's not force sensitive. He's do, do we know not. that? I don't know. It kind of gave all. You don't the know anything of that. Well, that's true. All, all I know is that he dies in like the fifth season of Breaking Bad. Oh, uh, you you know, you know, people should know we're spoiling this show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we have statute of limitations for other ones. Oh, I, I guess that's a spoiler for Breaking Bad. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You oh, okay? Yeah, I, yeah. I seen it. Hmm. Yeah. Come um, back. Yeah, like, like the, the the way the first season ended was pretty good. It was pretty good. They introduced a lot of weird Star Wars things, uh, you know, like the the dark saber and this this new villain guy. And didn't they show the dark uh the the the, the dark troopers or whatever at the in the the last season or was that the beginning of this season? Yeah, that was season two. The other uh, one, yeah. like a specialty group. Um, let's see. Yeah, they definitely like shown some special troopers, some different class or different types of troopers. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'm pretty sure season two was dark troopers specifically, like the cybernetic or robotic okay. ones. All right, all right. Um, let's see. Uh, what we were talking about, Bill Burr earlier. Honestly, his his name's Miggs Mayfield. Mayfeld, mm. yeah, one yeah, of my favorite parts of the entire yeah. series is Miggs' character, and he's only oh, in yeah. two two episodes. Yeah, I really enjoyed his second episode, and, and honestly, his first one, his his second one more though. Yeah, yeah, like as coming from someone who like as being a comedian, bashing Star Wars to going to star, to quote him in a Star Wars, mm. I was like, that's pretty cool. You know, like I had seen interviews with him saying, like, you know, it, it freaks you out. You're standing next to a guy dressed like a devil, and he's talking about having a smoke and talking about sports. <laughs> <laughs> it's so surreal, you know. But, yeah, I I didn't know too much about who he was, but I I thought his performance was, was fantastic, especially in that second season, and we'll get to that. I, I was definitely trying to – not see him as Bill Burr, I guess. It's hard not to. It's, it's a way real to put hard it. not to. It's I guess super that's my hard advantage. not to. 
I guess that's my advantage because I was not familiar with who he was. Yeah. 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 Like, like I, I say that I like the character, <clears throat> but, but ultimately I just like Bill Burr. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I do too. It, it was, it was tough kind of get it on and off through watching him. It's hard to look past him. Cause everything I think he's, everything he says, I'm like, wait, is he being, is that a joke? Wait, is that a joke? Is that a joke? I just assume <laughs> everything he's going to say is supposed to be funny. It's like, be funny, funny man kind of thing. Yeah. But just the same, I think he does a really good job. I think he does a particularly good job in the second episode just as an actor. Yeah. I, I really yeah. think he does decent, per, especially, especially uh, in the, we'll say the, the cafeteria scene in, yes. in season two. That was so good. It's a really, really good scene. I completely and, agree. Yes. Yeah. And just that first episode that he's even in Mayfeld, that whole the whole episode, not just him. It's cool to see Bill. At that point, it's cool to see Bill Burr, at least for me. And he's fine, all in all. But that that's a cool episode to me. I think that was one of the first ones. At least it's the one I can remember vividly. In the, I, yeah, in the first season when the first they do season, that. Yeah. yeah, when they do that uh, jailbreak, like the heist. Yeah. Yeah, heist jailbreaky kind of thing. That that's such a neat episode to me you know i'm not gonna say something else i'd never done it before or something like that but i just really liked it it's something i hadn't seen in star wars per se i understand that a new hope is a jailbreak part of it but <laughs> what this is this is these bounty hunters are trying to do in it trying to do it he has a bounty out on him he double crosses they double cross him he triple he double double crosses them in the end i can't get my words correct sorry yeah and and it's some of it's because he was a good guy. Like he tried to help the rebel or, or not some of it that he was a good guy. It shows him as a good character in some way that I believe the other bounty hunters killed the Republic soldiers that were there. But Mando mm -hmm. didn't want to. And I believe that came back to help him in some way, didn't it? Yeah. Him him protecting. <gasps> The Republic soldier, I can't recall. I'm sorry, but e either way, that was just a good episode for him as a fighter. Getting to watch him just win this situation, albeit he wasn't, it wasn't super easy for him, but he still wins. So it really shows us how capable he is for the rest of the series on. Yeah, yeah. like he's yeah. really rough around the edges in the that first batch of episodes. You know, he's kind of like finding his he, – he's he, he's on his way, um, and he really does kind of – as as Reed said, he does kind of evolve as as a as a fighter and just as, you know, you know who he is. Um, mm -hmm. I absolutely love the lighting on that jailbreak episode. Yeah. Was yeah, just yeah. – Mm -hmm. Oh man, it gave me goosebumps. Like, cause when the when the lights went out and it was it was in the blinking and you saw him sneak up on Mayfield, I was like, oh god. Yeah, is that so where it's like cool. flashing a uh, red yeah. and white or red and black? I can't yeah. remember which. Yeah, definitely the red. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All, all that's it's really that's one thing I'll praise this show about. Kind of around, all the way around. The lighting in this show is really good. Maybe not in every episode all the time, but it's really cool. Like you, like think about the Ahsoka episode in 
season two when she's holding Grogu and they're talking to each other mentally and that mm-hmm. moon's behind them and the trees are kind of <clears throat> over over them hanging across the moon and the skyline like they do some really good imagery there's some just beautiful scenes that you you could just make those wallpapers easy just oh, be yeah, yeah. pieces of art to put up on a wall they look great yeah one of my questions going into the, the this whole show was this is a tv show is it going to look and feel like a TV show? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and this this I can say like, like I've watched a lot of you know streaming stuff on like Netflix and Amazon Prime and of all of the you know exclusive stuff I feel like this one feels the most like a mini movie every week. Yeah, yeah, and and, and this would be a whole other podcast to say. Every time people call this a TV show, I kind of stutter a little bit it's like i don't know if i think we need to come up with a new word for that now for this now because it's not what this is yeah because if i remember i'm on board with that yeah i'm 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 down for that too like if i remember correctly like i watch a lot of the behind the scenes stuff and like lucas's words to filoni was like treat every episode like it's a movie mm-hmm. like and you see that within clone wars and and stuff like that um, so that definitely carries over because, like, this does not feel – it doesn't feel like television. No, yeah. I guess maybe the million-dollar yeah. budget helps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, throw <clears throat> money into something. So, yeah. And also, too, the new technologies that they've got, that they've developed, it's, I think it's like a like a huge giant circle or U LCD screen where they can project the actual environment around the actor so that mm, rather than a blue screen yeah or a green screen yeah so that gives them deeper immersion into that and i think that also you know that that also helps as much as you know there's physical props and you know grogu was going to be all cgi but warner herzog was like no you cowards make this make this real so somebody can you know you can react to it <laughs> so thank you warner herzog for making you know this just so great yeah. Um, one thing I do like is that instead of this, uh, again, back, back to the whole it's not a TV show thing, each episode is its own standalone thing. Like it's its own little vignette as a piece of the Mandalorian story instead of, you know, we're going to deal with half of the story on the first episode and then a quarter of the story in the second episode. Like yeah, traditional right. TV is like, oh, yeah, there, you need to stick around. Parters. Yeah, yeah, there's, yeah there, there's not like cliffhangers at the end of every episode to get you to tune in next week. It's yeah, just, not just, every episode. Yeah, we're it doesn't follow them. the traditional conventions. Yeah, yeah, and 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 that's where it's kind of a breath of fresh air. Hmm. Um, I what was it? I I liked seeing, and this kind of makes me think of John Wick a little bit. And I know you're not a big fan of the. You care more about the lightsaber stuff, Sergio, and the Jedi, and I do too. I, I like that stuff more, in in a weird way too, where you know, good guys, bad guys, story, uh, subtext, all these kind of things. But I I enjoyed this, the early parts of or season one in particular, with them talking about with the guild, the bounty hunter guild. Mm-hmm. I wish that they had, or I hope they maybe do kind of go into that more at some point and and that kind of thinking think about like what they did in john wick 
with the assassination the assassins uh, group that yeah. he's part of. Yeah. It doesn't have to be strictly that way, of course, one for one, but just that's an interesting thing to learn this uh, uh, as long as it's interesting. Also, the dynamics, the structure of bounty hunters, the guild, like yeah, maybe bounty hunters aren't the super coolest thing to me, not all of them. It just depends is the character good kind of thing. But now the structure of it, if there's a guild, if there's an organization and there's a hierarchy and all these kind of rules and things like that, all of that's very interest can be very interesting to me. So I, I hope they maybe do something with that later. Yeah, and, and but it was and, cool and, to and, see either way. Yeah, and, 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 and that could be where the Boba Fett show goes. Sure. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, that could go a lot of directions, but yeah. yeah, yeah. And it was confirmed today that that's that's what they're working on next, and then episode season three of Mandalorian will come after that. Mm. Do we? Are there are there any particular character? Who? Let, let's try this. What? Who is your favorite character in this? To both of you, Sergio, Jeff, like. You mean like the first season, second season, or as a whole? Uh, let's say as, as a whole. whole. Yeah, let's, let's say yeah. as a whole. Okay, okay. Let's, Short let's, of let's caveat. Exclude, let's exclude Mando from this. Like, let's let's take it a different direction. Like, a new character besides Mando and the child. Oh, is, well. Is that uh, two out there? I, I was about to say, I'll, I'll go with you on that, but I feel like you're you're leaving out the good ones. I mean, okay. Well, I mean, I was like. At least know. Mando. Well, yeah. But, I mean, but go ahead. But yeah, just forget I'll, what I'm saying. Just go, you know, go. No, 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 no. We we all so well. Then that clearly we all agree that Mando's a cool. We like Mando, yeah. Yes, all I right. like Mando. Yeah. So past Mando, who do we like? Who do you got? Who do you like, Jeff? Past Mando, and Grogu's a meme. But he's not a character. <sighs> I love you so much. <laughs> no. <laughs> Getting species. Was it? Not racist. Specious. 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 Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, maybe. Uh, Jeff, it's, who's it's, your it's... favorite character, though, dude? Yeah, Jeff. Jeff. I see. I Jeff. can't pick. I can't really pick like favorite characters. Like, there's the pick way that you, I function. Who do you like then? Pick one you really like, and then do tell us how you function. You don't, don't don't pick out of your one through five. Just just who do you like? Who just name one character you like you like decently. Like oh man, I enjoy that character on the screen. Well, I mean it it is a given. It's gonna be Mando. It's gonna be Mando. Right. Well, it, we all like him. So yeah. Let, let's pick set him aside. You're wrong. No, he's not wrong. We just all agree on Mando. So he's very one? he's very Clint Eastwood. You're are you referring to Mando? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because um, a lot of inspiration is taken from the the Sergio Leone, um, man with no name, um, spaghetti western trilogy, mm -hmm. starring Clint Eastwood. So, right. Um, you know, doesn't talk a lot. Doesn't have to. Yeah, he's got that very stoic character. Yeah. Vibe. Yeah, like I, I would argue that Mando's only a good character because he hasn't ruined it yet. <laughs> because he has, there's not much there. 
he's 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 a creed and an and a helmet is is what Mando is. Yeah. And towards the end of season two, they finally start giving him some actual character, only for his balls to be cut off in the last episode. <sighs> and none of that's his fault. Like, sure, yeah, he's, he's fine. I, mean, I kind of agree with you. I can kind of see what you mean there. That makes some sense. <laughs> I I see it a little a little differently. I think he has a little more character than that. Um, like his his decision to take Grogu and not give him back is that's somewhat some character development. The fact that he would go on the journey that he went on. Granted, yeah. I, I understand he you're you're right. He is told by his cult, "Hey man, go do this." <laughs> yeah. But 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 <laughs> to be fair, his cult just got mostly wiped out. If I'm yeah. not mistaken, he lost a good bit of his of his cult. So all he's got is the the like second in command cult kind of character, the armor smith. He 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 had to choose between his cults. He was like, yeah. I could be a Mandalorian or I could be a bounty hunter. Which one? Yeah. Well, I, I mean it even further that he didn't have to give he didn't have to take the kid. He didn't have to think that that was wrong. He didn't to to leave that kid to subjugate him to those things. Yeah. He didn't have to go on this mission to take the child back to another Jedi. I know he got I, this is the one part I'm going to maybe misspeak because I don't remember how the episode how they frame it because if I'm not mistaken he's Grogu is kind of attached becomes attached to ma- the Mandalorian yes like a foundling of a ma- of Mandalore yeah. of some so there's some sort of connection that I don't know if it's a if that's all an option and it's all used as a metaphor it's like this child is like your foundling so it's so he's still making a conscious choice Mm-hmm. Or is he again? You know, did his cult say, "Hey, man, that's your family. You got to do this. You have to. You don't have a choice. Or you're not a Mandalorian. You could. Are you a Mandalorian or a bitch? Which one are you? Know, <laughs> so, you so your question is: is is Grogu an actual like responsibility or just a guilt trip? Kind of. I wouldn't say guilt trip, but yeah. Is he is he put on him due to his religion or his cult? Or did he choose to do it of his own volition? Assuming the latter, I think that's, you know, it's I'm not gonna, a big character development, but it's something. I'm going to chime in and say, like, like, in the beginning, you see him kind of on his own, and then he does, you know, he's doing his own thing, not mm-hmm. expecting to run into the child. And right. I think he relates to him in a way that he's all alone just like he was all alone. Yep. There you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. I like and, that. And that's not as... I don't know how much character development that is. I, it's definitely characterization. Yeah. And that's not. this is not me saying that I disagree with what you said. I think that's a good point. It's, it is to Sergio's point that maybe they haven't developed him that much up until this last season. But they definitely do characterize him as that he's not a soulless piece of shit, right? He's not your atypical bounty hunter character. Yeah. 
Yeah, and and and, and through most of the first season and even parts of the second season, uh, the relationship between Mando and Grogu, Grogu just seems not not contentious, more just like an annoyance. It's like I've got I've got to keep up with this thing because you know it's part of my creed. I got to do it, whatever. But by the end of season two, he's very much attached, grown attached to the child. Oh yeah. And 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 the, the you know the moment when he takes his helmet off in that last episode is one of the better moments of like the second season. Yeah. Oh, it's it's one of the better moments in the show, at least to me. I I just yeah. I got a soft spot for the the relationship that they that they have the just the kind of structure that that is that kind of parental sort of relationship you could look at it as. Yeah. So because uh, I guess, sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, go ahead. Well, because I, I feel that, like, you know, because as we discover in, in the Ahsoka episode, because she's able to talk to him that he he escaped the Jedi. Somebody took him from the Jedi Temple mm-hmm. to save him, and he was very afraid. And to be, again, like Mando that was, you know, left by his parents so that they could be so he could be safe it's that same thing where grogu was saved by mando and he sees that he's protecting him so that bond is literally just it's so strong that it's that's why it pulls on you so hard in that final episode because like i neither of them want to say goodbye yeah and, and the helmet reveal right because it at yeah. least it means something right that they already huge. made the helmet a whole big deal it was huge. It was a huge deal. Funny enough, though, he took his helmet off in front of a bunch of other people. I wonder yeah, if but that's they're a... all dead. No, no, no. Like, like both no, his hands like, in the room. I'm about the Mayfield episode. I was like, oh yeah, they they got all blown to hell. Oh no, no, yeah, no. no we're talking. No, I'm talking about the, the, yeah, the finale. Yeah, the yeah. finale. I, yeah. I wonder if they're going to reconcile that at all, or or if reconcile, if not to maybe maybe he grows past that, just uh, you know, without explanation, but he's just. I don't I don't wear my helmet anymore. I don't know. I can't do a Mando That's impression. Fanta- fantastic Chilean accent. <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> well, Jeff, so other than Mando Are we still Grogu, doing this? Yes. <laughs> okay. Who what character do you like other than Mando? I really like IG eleven. Yeah. I mean it it's it's Taika. Yeah. You know. At first, I thought I was like, "Is that Richard Iowati from IT Crowd?" Like he does, he does do the voice of the other droid um, in the heist episode. Um, mm. But they have very kind of similar sounding voices. But the 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 banter back and forth between them is like, "I must activate <clears throat> my 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 <laughs> self destruct protocols." Like, don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> I would definitely great. rewatch those. Yeah, yeah. I, I when he gets reprogrammed and all that too. Oh my god! I really, I really, yeah, I, I need to rewatch those specific episodes. I really enjoy IG Eleven and his interactions with Mando. Yeah, uh, and and I, I forgot it was Taika Waititi. Men and and IG's maybe a little underscore for his uh, range and his comedic ability. Taika's dude, Taika Waititi is fantastic. Put that, give that man more work in terms of acting like him playing Hitler and Jojo Rabbit. It's fantastic. That it's so good. Yeah. It's so and Korg, of course. Yeah. So good. Oh my lord. 
Well, you know he's writing and directing a new a new Star Wars movie. I I heard. Um, I'll be interested in that whenever it comes around. Yep. Sergio, who did you, who do you like? Uh, it's that's honestly a very hard question. Um, because most of these characters I'm completely indifferent to. Um, and and I I don't know that made that sounds way meaner than I'm. You know, I, I mean it to be, but but most of it them does. just don't get it's just don't get enough screen time or enough lines to to make much of a difference. Uh, just like, say Bill Burr, man. It, it, it's like it is, stop, but I have stop. to justify it. Like okay. I, I don't want to be like the one white guy. He's the coolest. Like <laughs> the only ginger in outer space. Like, the the reason like Bill Burr, of course, is just playing Bill Burr, and that's fine. But him showing the emotional range in season two really helps. Uh, mm. But when you look at what that character is like on paper, when you're writing up, you know, summary of Bill Burr's character, he is, he's trying to play a sympathetic Nazi. Yeah. But it's by a, a sympathetic former Nazi. Out, are you meaning just from his episode, his episode in season one or from both? Just, just at, like as a, character. as a whole. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like he worked for the empire. He doesn't anymore. You know, he, he's seen and committed atrocities all kinds of things, and we're supposed to like him. Like he's he's supposed to be a sympathetic character, so <coughs> I'm already rooting for him because he's the, the underdog in his own story. Yeah. yeah, especially by that second episode, the season two, when he's you're definitely supposed to kind of be more on board with him at, at the very least by the end of his story. Because right, yeah. what real quick, if you remember, if either of you remember, because I don't remember distinctly. What what was his story? He kind of tells it that like people are just it's just common people trying to live and that the empire didn't give a shit about them, something like that. And they yeah, basically yeah. So and, and there is something to that, and you know this I don't know that this show will ever really go into it that much unless they keep Mayfield keep bringing Mayfield back. Well, that's that's been an interesting thing to that to the story, like OG. Star Wars, yeah, it's cool. The Empire is bad. The Resistance is good. But they're the, but they're the existing power in the universe. They're the existing government, the Empire. They're just people trying to live in this world that's around them. So it's really interesting to hear and or listen about the characters like Mayfield, who were just trying to get to the next day and you know and some motherfuckers want to come around in their x-wings and shoot up your your outpost you know yeah, you're yeah. you're just trying to get a paycheck man yeah you don't yeah. care about the politics that all, all that's just very neat to me it, it, it go, it, that goes back to that that famous conversation from clerks like mm -hmm. the all of the you know the the second death star was was full of contractors who were just building yeah. a fucking death machine like yeah, they knew they're doing it for the empire, but they're just—they were contracted to do a job. Yeah, for the existing government. That's it. And that comes <laughs> up in season two. It really did. Yeah, yeah. The first one or the second one. Yeah, that was. Yeah. yeah that was such a good little vacuum of dialogue right there between those two characters. That was an that was an intense scene too. It it was yeah. Yeah. Like my. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, like. I go back to like there's so much depth and there's just additional stuff, you know, that we don't you don't really see 
and they can touch on and do now because they have the medium to do it and they can expand mm. on it. And like, I keep going back to the Mayfield mess hall scene where you just see the other Imperial officer talking about not officer, but the, the guy in command that he served under just talking about, you know, what happened during that, um, that mission that he was on. And you could just, the look on Bill Burr's face, like I could, I literally could feel his pain. Yeah. Like it was conveyed so incredibly well. And like, he definitely should be applauded for that. I was like, Oh, this is not going to end well. I was like, Oh, he bought it. Mm. Yeah. And like, and to bring this full circle, like these, those type of details, those types of, uh, like moments where you learn more about the, the 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 underpinned fiction is this show's strength, mm. you know, uh, w- which really like I don't want to say we're running out of time, but there is one thing that we have to talk about because it's it's kind of the onus for me calling the team together, and that is season two's finale. Because uh, I've I've talked with both of you and we, we we have very different opinions on how good that last episode was. But we also didn't talk about that one other character that came back. Oh, Ahsoka Tano. Well, apart from Ahsoka, uh, I mean Bo-Katan? Her and apart from that one too. But um, been gone for like Jesus. forty years. Boba Fett. Bo- oh, Boba Fett. Okay, yeah, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I, I said, I said this, I, I text this to you, Jeff, after I watched that episode. I was like, oh, damn, they finally made Boba Fett cool. It yeah. only took 40 years. Yeah, I think it's cool. It's the Django actor doing it. That's more that why I cool. think it's cool. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. And I, I, I do like that they were able to 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 retcon their way into the Django shit making sense. Yeah, yeah. Like kind of, I, I feel like, and I do not want to go deep into this at all. When <laughs> when Bo-Katan accuses Boba Fett of not being a Mandalorian, um, okay, I, I don't, I don't know enough of the extended lore, let alone about Boba Fett. I I feel like there's something wrong about that. Well, he's not. He's the son of Jango Fett, who was a foundling. Yeah. So he inherits the armor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the in, the armor inheriting that that's fine. I don't really mean that at all. that that one makes sense. It's just if you're the kid of a foundling, is that not make you a Mandalorian or a foundling or some shit? I guess because him being a bounty hunter and mm-hmm. not really following you know the creed or you know what they you know upholding uh, their ideals. Mm. You know, kind of for his own personal gain, right? Yeah, that's that's just that's just my hot take. Okay, I can kind of see that. Yeah, they 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 found a way to 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 thread the needle there, where Boba Fett having the armor is not some sort of you know affront to the Mandalorians, mm-hmm. which that takes some 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 writing gymnastics, but they did it. Oh yeah. Uh, do you want to cover both Ahsoka and Luke, or do you just want to cover Luke? Let's. Well, we can hit on a, a, a Ahsoka. Ahsoka is perfectly cast. I loved it. Oh yeah. Like, that's when when I heard she was going to play the character, I was 
excited and then her on screen was exactly what I, I expected like that that episode was great I mean it was written and directed by Dave Filoni so I literally would not expect anything less uh, well she also let me rephrase that it was great until the very last scene where she doesn't actually give a reason why she's not taking Grogu I don't see how you don't see that as a reason she I, I can't train this person that, that, that was – and he's like, no, okay, you're, you're a Jedi. Keep in mind, Reed, he has not watched the final seasons of Clone Wars. So no, okay, okay, fine. Sport. But as, as, a, as a layperson who most people are uh, watching this show, she doesn't give a concrete reason why. Basically, she just doesn't want the responsibility of a child is, is what it sounded like. Well, well she, she talks – go ahead, Jeff. Go ahead. Well, she, she talks about she's seen what an untrained – well, no wait. She see she's she sees what what fear can do to the best of them. And she's of course, you know who she's talking about. So she's still dealing with the fallout from the whole Vader shit, yeah. Yeah, from Clone yeah, Wars. Some some 30 odd years later. Yeah. All right. All right. I okay. Okay. Or I, I, I say 30. It's more like 20 or something, I think. Uh, Shit! At the beginning of Star Wars, Luke is like a fucking twelve-year-old. What are you talking about? Yeah, he's like seventeen or something. I think eighteen. Yeah. So, so and then uh, this. Yeah, anyway, yeah, I, I agree with that for what it's worth too. Like okay, I love okay. Rosario Dawson. I don't think either. I'm just not good at it. I didn't have a good idea in my head what a live-action Ahsoka looked like or sounded like or anything. If for if for no other reason than I'm so the Clone Wars Ahsoka is so ingrained to me, especially that voice actress, like yeah. that she is the character to me. That said, though, I love I really enjoy Rosario Dawson, and I think she did just fine, and I would be happy to watch a series her heading headlining it as that character. Well, you're in luck because <laughs> yep. we're getting it. Yeah, like so many episodes this season were just about giving other people shows that I'm kind of disappointed that that uh, Bill Burr's character isn't getting some sort of spinoff. He might like he might might show up somewhere. Three years from now, there's going to be a Bill Burr Star Wars show that that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Oh, my God. Just make that man a character on the Mandalorian and be done with it. (laughs) I just have him be in the crew on the show. Uh, okay. L- I would. I would though. Although, be if I did not me- mention Fennec Ming-Na wins. Uh, yeah, Ming-Na Wen. Character that's just a total badass. Like the way that they're handling the female characters is is pitch perfect. Wait, is that is that Mulan? That's Mulan. Yes. Okay. Yeah, uh, I like her. She didn't I, break my song. Yeah, I, I I like her in everything I've seen her in. Like she was she was also Chun Li. In, in the, the Street uh, Fighter Van, movie. In the Van yeah. Damme Street Fighter, yeah. Yeah. Uh, wait 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 wait. In the Legend of Chun Li or no, Street Fighter no. the, the movie? Van Damme Street Fighter movie. Oh, you said the, the, the oh, Legend Van Damme, of Chun Li was was played by Lana Lang. Uh, oh, from Smallville. Such hot garbage movie. <laughs> but, and, and Street Fighter the movie was. <laughs> no. Street Street Fighter the movie is 
a passable it was movie. Entertaining. Look, it's like, entertaining. It's, not, it's a garbage movie. <laughs> it's garbage, but it's yeah. It is entertaining. It's entertaining garbage. Yes. Um, but but no, I, I I like her whenever she's in anything. She was in every season of um, Agents of Ste- Agents of Shield. Agents of Steel. Agents of Steel. No, yeah, dan, she, dan, she dan. Was in every season, and she was she played basically the same part. You know, badass ninja lady. Like, if anything, they need to give her a role where she has more dynamic performance. But maybe more like that's, physical physical action. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe some of that is coming in the Boba Fett show because she's gonna be there. She's also going to show up in the um, the Bad Batch animated series. Is that what that is? I keep seeing that. Yeah, that's that's, that's the, the next, series. That's the next Clone Wars spinoff. Oh, oh, oh. I'm wow. all in. I'm all in. I don't care. I'm all in. I mean, all I'll right, watch it, but it's like funny. I'm so in, I'm so indifferent to those characters, half of them. All right, eh. guys. All right, guys. Let's just rip the bandaid off. Luke Skywalker shows up at the end of season two and puts a bandaid on the entire situation. How do you guys feel about it? You want me to go first? Uh, yes, please. I'll, go, go, go for it. You want the I'll, sweet, I'll, the sour? Okay. Um, Mix it together. I'm going to put those emotions well, out there. I'm going to get like a little personal here. So, okay, okay. three years ago. I lost my dad. Oh, God damn it. And, yeah, try and follow this fucker. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'll skip um, my turn. And then, <laughs> reverse, Pasco. Do not collect $200. Um, and then, also three years, bleh. And also three years ago, we lost Luke Skywalker in the, the garbage dumpster fire that is known as the Last Jedi. I had absolutely no idea this was going to happen. Like, I literally stayed off the internet, period. Booted up the episode, watched it. A grown-ass, ugly, happy man cried. Wait, you or Mark Hamill? Me. Okay. Because these films and Luke Skywalker have been so ingrained into my life and just such love for his character and to see it just completely just like, Oh, we don't even care. And then in, in the last Jedi and to see this appearance just fucking blew me away. Cause we, that's what we wanted. We wanted to see Luke in his prime and he just like, at first I'm like, no, that's not who that is. That can't be. That's Ahsoka. She was like, wait, what's she doing flying an X wing? It's like, Oh, Fuck. And when you would see the way that they handled the presentation up until the end to keep him cloaked and everything, you could see his gloved hand, you could see his belt. I'm like, that's fucking Luke. And I just lost my shit. Like, cause who else was it going to be at this point? There's not many Jedi left. Mm. Ahsoka, Ahsoka and Luke are the only ones that we know exist around in that timeline. And Grogu, but he's not a Jedi yet. Yeah, okay. based on the movies, yeah. Yeah, mm. so I was I was extremely happy with that. And of course, the Dark Troopers being there and being, now being canon, just that was just amazing to see him just decimate them. And I don't okay. know how to get that secret. 
<clears throat> yeah, the way, look, they're masters of keeping shit secret, apparently, because except for I, Boba, ex- except for Boba Fett, yeah. <laughs> well, they they hinted at that in the first season, but Reed, where do where do you stand? I I'm I'm less emotionally attached as he is to that, probably probably more in the middle of the three of us ish. I think that scene is really cool i was definitely excited as soon as that x-wing came up i was like oh who's that that's the next wing oh that's cool oh that's a cloaked character oh look at that who's this new jedi they're gonna introduce oh that's a green lightsaber (laughs) oh (laughs) that hand has a glove on it it does does the other one not have a glove it doesn't got a shiny belt buckle yeah, I didn't even recognize it because of the belt buckle. I just recognized it because of the Michael Jackson look, the no, <laughs> no one glove hand. Uh, but that was all really cool to me. I think the Dark Troopers are cool. They're just in. The, I'm sure there might be some other time they'll get to be badasses more so than they were in this one. And they had their moment with with Din, of course, with Mando. And it's fun, but they're just fucking fodder. To, to Luke to to showcase how powerful he is. Yeah. And that's that's all that scene is with Mando. Is it's not all, I won't say that. It is there to show how powerful they are and the situation the heroes are in. But then that just escalates like look how easy Luke deals with them. That's why that scene's there just as much to just to show how powerful he is. All of that up to his reveal is really cool, and I enjoyed all of it. The part that got me, excuse me, the part that got me, shut the, shut up, (laughs) shut up, shut up back there. They bring out R2-D2, okay? I'm totally fine with that fan servicey shit, and it makes sense to me. I don't care if it's that much of a band-aid. I want my fan service some. And I like Luke. I like Luke a great deal. And they did great. But when that motherfucker beep booped his little fat ass into the scene, <laughs> I was so annoyed. I was like, why are you here? Why? Like, don't. And I don't mean contextually, continuity. I get it. He's his fucking astro droid. He goes in the X Wing. That's his, that's his boy. I get it. That's cool. Why the fuck is he on the bridge? He wasn't anywhere to be seen while Luke was rolling through these dark troopers, but he just happens to be there when he comes in that room. And I know it was long enough apart. I don't care about the minutia. Why the fuck is that character in that room? And why the fuck do they have like a 45 second scene between him and Grogu? We, (laughs) there's nothing to that. Why the fuck are they having this conversation? I'm not even saying they can't have a five second beep, boop, beep, head tilt, you know, fine, do that shit. (laughs) Why the fuck is it 30 odd seconds or so? Like they're having a mental conversation. I I, I swear, like from the moment R2-D2 rolls into the room, I I, I picture him saying, oh, hey, boss, looks like you got all those dark guys. Oh, shit. Is that a Yoda? Oh, and, 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 yeah, and, then, sure. and then Yoda's like, my name's Grogu. I am a Yoda. Like, oh, sorry. Sorry, Grogu. I thought you was a Yoda. Oh, shit. Does he got like a Sam Jackson voice? <laughs> Grogu? <laughs> or does he got like a Barry White voice? Can yeah. we like get that? Robert? My name is Grogu. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. 
We need oh, to redub oh. that scene. Let's redub that scene. Oh man, we that'd be funny. That would be good. All all in all, I'm really co- I was really happy with that scene. I really enjoy it. I do agree with you, Sergio, that it's probably bad writing. Uh, hey, is, I haven't even given my opinion yet. Like spoiler it, alert. It, all right, all right. The spoiler alert. I'll help you out. That's bad writing because the characters. Th- he is there. How is Luke there? How? Yeah. How? There, how? There's, how? How? Like, and 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 also they explain like, that. Go ahead. Go go ex- explain it to me again, then, sir. Go ahead. <laughs> well. Since Ahsoka couldn't train Grogu, he had to take oh. him to the rock. All right, dope. To, to communicate through the Force, and someone would, you know, show up. Right. So yeah. basically, oh, he got so, him on so the, the Force. Sky, so space magic. Sky. Cool. No, no, no. Shut up, Sergio. What? Right. Basically, yeah, got yeah. A mental, uh, you know, Skype call. Sure. That, uh, I understand that, why he would have come to him. Because he's the only one at this point. Right. Well, I mean, Ahsoka's does, there too, but. Like it's, like, I understand how Luke would start coming to Grogu to that planet where he summoned him, but how did he find him exactly on that ship? Through the Force. Oh, see now, now you, I, you know what you, your daddy was wonderful. I'm just gonna, I'm, Sergio, what's your fucking opinion on this? Shit? You, you go ahead. <laughs> you like, goddamn right he was. He like, was. I don't want to ruin this shit for you. Go ahead. What? What, What's did, your opinion, Sergio? Like, while that is a justification, it doesn't fix the writing. Like, the, the writing in this last episode not only was bad for the episode, but it kind of destroyed the entire arc of the Mandalorian. Like, I don't know about all that, but the, it, like it, in that was, episode, was for tasked, sure, that moment, he was tasked with returning Grogu to a Jedi. He did not do that. The Jedi met him halfway and said, "Hey, I see you're here. I'll take this off your hands." Like, I mean, Mando uh, didn't do it. So well, his hero's on, journey what? is cut short. I mean, kind of, but at the same time, like, look, 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 just just imagine if you're a divorced parent and your significant your former significant other lives four hours away and you got to trade your kid back and forth between mm-hmm. that parent. I see what if, you're doing. If you meet them two hours between, like you're doing some of the lifting. It's, like it's not like you didn't help deliver the kid. N- no, like no, 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 no. Okay. No, like he gets credit for right, saving the child, for saving the child. Well, he got into the temple. How's that at least not part of the way? But then the baby get, got kidnapped. Like at that point, then, then at that point, give Grogu away at the temple. I mean, Luke wasn't around. I don't. What do you, what do you want? Okay, me? like. Luke we had to, literally we had to showed Boba Fett. up and solved all of the problems of the first two seasons. All of them. The only remaining problem is, oh shit, Mando is the is is the Lord of Mandalore now or whatever the hell it is. Like that's that's season three. Yeah. And it was all band-aided just at the last minute by this Jedi that pops out of nowhere. We love Luke, sure, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 very much uh, a, a, a Deus Ex, Deus Ex Machina. Machina. Like, yeah, it's like they were faced with odd, like impossible odds. All of the characters, like all of the female characters, uh, Moff Gideon was like, "Y'all are fucked," <laughs> and Luke just <laughs> literally comes in and fixes everything. Which, as cool as that scene was, because when I watched it, I was like, "Oh shit, that's Luke Skywalker." Oh shit, all right. And then as soon as I started thinking about 
the story that they were telling, I was infuriated because I mm. felt like I had been duped into watching two seasons of television only to be given the same bullshit that the three new movies gave me. And that was bullshit callbacks to characters that we loved in the 80s. Give me some shit that stands on its own. They cut their own legs off with that last episode. As cool as that scene was, narratively speaking, they cut their legs off, and it pisses me off. Uh, I'll, I'll let Jeff have most of this. I, I at least agree with you in the episode itself, in the moment. Right, he he does suck up the the vac. He does take up what their the problem is in front of them. These what apparently is fucking twenty dark troopers. I thought it was only like ten of the motherfuckers. No, it was, it was, like, it was a whole platoon. I mean, what the fuck's a platoon of of droids? I don't know what that is. I don't know what's that number. <laughs> I don't know what that. Is. I don't. What's the minimum maximum size? I don't but know. But anyway, he just mercs all of them. And it does kind of suck up the tension. That said, for me, that's okay in that in this context, in this episode. I'm okay with that because of the, the character getting to come back and do something and we get a little the fans get a little something. Like, and the rest of the episode's fine. It's 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 the equivalent of a dog trying to eat a plate of food that is shoved under a bed. You distract the dog with something loud and shiny so you can reach under the bed and take the food away. Is that speaking from experience? Sure. Whatever. Oh, okay. <laughs> the Like, Luke Skywalker was the bright, shiny, loud thing that is supposed to distract us from how badly it's written. Just like, just like the end of fucking uh, Rogue One, and I don't want to talk about this again but the whole Darth Vader scene is the bright and shiny fucking end of that movie that is supposed to distract you from how that none of this shit matters that's not necessarily bad writing though yeah. I'm gonna side with the reader like that, that that's the end of the that's the end result of Rogue One it is it is connecting to a new hope and they did that it's it's it's, it's exhausting having expectations for star wars i'm i, I think i'm gonna just just stop having expectations you should because every every time that i feel <clears throat> like they're doing something good they shit the bed every fucking time uh i i agree like i said i agree with you in the vacuum of this episode it might maybe in the best writing but i i don't i don't think it shits on mando's journey it shortens it i'll give you that but I don't think it shits on it. I think it's fine. I don't think it, it shortens it because the outcome, like, really, like, whoa, what did you just do? I and I say shortens it in the context of we could have had another couple episodes till he actually physically got to the other person that he was trying to get to, kind of thing. Yeah. That, that's yeah. what I mean by shorten. I, I got mean you. literally. Yeah, like I'm completely fine with Gro with Grogu ending up in Luke Skywalker's hands. Yeah, like, that narratively makes sense. However. Yeah, yeah the way in which they did it like it should have been mando delivering the baby to where it goes that's the story they were telling for two seasons i'm not strictly disagreeing with you i'm just surprised that you're just so children a bit about the shit 
you want this Clive Owen kind of thing going on. Like, don't worry, I will deliver the pregnant woman our salvation. I will take her to the new peoples. Or wherever the fuck you took her, I don't even remember anymore. But, like, you want that shit. I guess, huh? You, you want that? I, I, I just want the story they were telling. Not this, right. this this weird left field or left hand turn at the last second. Right hand. That's the one he lost. Oh. <laughs> um. The, I, the, I'll give you that. I, I respect your. I, I get where you're coming from saying that for what it's worth. Yeah. I can. I can also see. I don't agree. As well. But I don't agree that it was bad writing. I do agree with that part. Right. Now, the the other parts of it. The the weight of what happened between the fight um, between Mando and Moff mm-hmm. and the circumstances of circumventing what everything that that Bo-Katan, which we didn't mention that Bo-Katan's back and played by the amazing Katie, Katie Sackhoff. Um, and that's the original voice actress, right? Yeah, yeah. That's so cool. That's um, super, super cool. And... Um, you know, now, you know, she simply just cannot because he won the Darksaber from Moth in clean combat or dirty combat in his case. Um, and now that's what, you know, going forward because, she, you know, you have, you know, it, it, it's the, the story of the Darksaber. It's not, oh, you, you'll be a fake if you just take it. You have to win it in combat. And then I think what gives more weight to, Luke coming into the scene when you look and Moff is looking at the monitors seeing what's going on there's a just pure terror in his eyes because like oh shit that's a Jedi because the story and the weight that at this point Jedis are all but extinct and mm-hmm. they're still kind of afraid of Jedis and even when he comes to the door they're like Mando's like open it, and then you know Finnick is like, "Are you crazy?" Yeah. So I, I think that carries some weight to it as well. I I think that's so weird. By the way, to cut, I, I'm sorry to cut you off for a second. No, that's fine. Him saying like, "Why would you open, don't open the door?" What, or whoever said it, like, "What do you mean?" This dude scared just of Jedi's. like that's fine, but kind yeah. of. But he just literally wrecked the initial primary obstacle in your way, the 20 dark troopers. What the fuck do you – why are you being a bitch right now? Like, give that man a medal. Thank him. Take him to the bathroom. Give him a Grogu. Yeah, give him a Grogu. I I didn't think much of this when I was watching it, but I've heard just enough discussion about the episode – uh, I think it is actually really funny that Luke – so two things to lead into each other. One, I think it would have been great to have Luke come in and say, I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. I think that would be such a funny little callback. That would have been nice. <laughs> but I'm really – it's really interesting that they didn't. He never says his name. Yeah. That said, there's still a caveat to saying that, to saying that too. But he never says his name because Bo-Katan would remember Luke Skywalker. Oh, you mean – wait, are you related to Anakin Skywalker, the yeah. dude who fucking helped murk my shit mm-hmm. and helped fuck up everything and all this kind of stuff? 
because he she definitely remembers him at least from the Clone Wars. Not strictly, maybe not strictly as Darth Vader, but at least as Anakin. She doesn't know who he is. Yeah. Nobody does at this point except for Luke and Ahsoka. That Anakin is Darth Vader. You mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's that said. Still, I have to imagine one of the people who helped blow up the Death Star twice and killed and and get rid of the Emperor and Darth Vader. He's got to be known. Like, I cannot fathom she doesn't know who he is just by seeing him lightsaber and all. Right. Yeah. Like maybe not on the side, you know, he's he's in the market trying to buy some oranges or something. She may not know who he is, but he whips out the lightsabers. Huh? Space oranges. Space oranges. Yeah. (laughs) It is. I I don't know. I'm there's so there's several little questions at the end of the by the end of this that I'm so interested to see where they start from in season three and go from there, because when they come into that into the bridge room, uh, Moth Gideon talks to Bo-Katan like there was a plan. Yeah, to me, at least that's how I took how they spoke to each other. Mm-hmm. So they're in on it of some sort. And Mando was being maybe used. They don't really go into that. Yes, Mando won the the dark saber. He knows that he's fucking with Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan needs to win it from him. He he yields. She won't take it. That's not good enough. All right, what constitutes? Wh- where's the line on this? Because yeah, Darth Maul fucking beheads the shit out of the other guy from the Death Watch forever ago, but uh, Mando just kind of beats up Gus Fring. And takes it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so why can't we? Why why can't we just WWF this shit? WrestleMania in a galaxy far, far away, and she gets the dark saber. Like, why? Why is this that big of a deal? Because Unless, this is not the way. Yeah. Because, okay. That's good. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. Because Mando doesn't want the the throne. Therefore, any time if they were to fight, it would just be seen as. He he yielded. That's why you make that shit WWF though, right? You just put some theme to that, like ah, Mandalore will never be ruled by a woman again. Ah, uh, ah, I will defend I, I myself. It, <laughs> yeah, like and I do get it. Also, too, maybe she doesn't want to win it that way either. She wants to win it from him straight up. Maybe, but either way, all this to say, this is all very interesting to me. I want to see what this is. I want to see what this, how this pans out. Yeah, I will agree with that. I am very interested by the whole, like Mandalore story. Like, and it's really the Mon Gideon thing. Yeah, like it's really convenient that Mando doesn't have any any other shit to do right now. So, (laughs) yeah, I mean. Sure, he can go join taking back that planet. Like quest complete, bling, you got the achievement. <laughs> here's some here's some XP and a dark saber. Enjoy season three. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I at least want to say this because we didn't. I'm, I'm backtracking here a little bit. My favorite character is Moth Gideon. He's so good at being bad. He yep. really is. I mean, he I'm, I'm really gonna be honest. hate that guy. 
Dude, I'm so biased. I'm I'm pretty biased when it comes to what's his name, Carl Espinito. Giancarlo Espinito. Oh, he's so Giancarlo. good. Giancarlo. He's so I love that motherfucker, dude. He's so good. <laughs> I Esposito. heard. Did I say Esposito? Es- yeah, Esposito. Sorry, 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 Giancarlo. Please, please don't kill me. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I heard that his so his scene with Bando, his fight with the dark saber. That dude went ham in that in like their chore in the choreograph of that fight, as I understand it. Like he broke four or five odd sabers Dang. Like doing that fight. Yeah. I was like, damn, John Carlo, calm down. <laughs> hey, Kate, he, he didn't break com- he didn't break character to the DVD commentary. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently not. A box cutter just ain't the same as a dark saber, I guess. That's right. Oh, uh, but yeah, I, I really do enjoy that character, and I do want to kind of know how the fuck he just knows shit. I get how he knows some of the things that's going on on the ship because he's just kind of watching, probably on the cameras. But I, I don't need it overly explained why he's just this overly intelligent character and overly prepared character. He just kind of is. I'm I'm okay with that. Yeah. But it would be interesting if there's more to it than just, ah, I just read my research notes very thoroughly. (laughs) All right, John Carlo, I'll accept it from you. Nobody else. It's like you and Tywin Lannister. Y'all are the only ones that get a pass. Yeah. Hmm. Oh. Uh, Was there anything else that you wanted to cover, Sergio, or did we – have we hit these marks? We've hit most of the marks. The last thing I want to mention is this this is the second time. Second time? I think it's only the second time. Uh we've seen classic Star Wars characters given new life in full on CG. Yeah. Do you mean like the ep- like, just the episode or second actual part cuz like isn't it 3? It's like Leia, Leia, Grandma Tarkin. Oh yes, Grandma. I forgot about him. Yeah, Grandma Tarkin. So, so three three characters. Wh- like is it safe to say that 30 years from now they're still going to be making new Star Wars stuff with the characters from the original movies just because they have this now? Like I, all they all they have to do is just just give like what what's his name? Superimpose uh, a new act the face on an actor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just 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 give the 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 the, the, the actors a shit ton of money to buy their likeness in perpetuity. And they can just literally remake Star Wars with the original actors' faces. What's the con- what's the what would be the terminology for like their vo- being able to do their voices? Like in thirty years, Mark Hamill's dead or some shit, right? And they want to do what you're suggesting. With, what would they like, have to do to with, have his voice? With AI learning, we're not far away from being able to recreate those voices. All they would have to do is have like thirty hours of his voice or 10 hours of his voice and then they can go in and kind of edit it to a degree where it's not old mark hamill sounding as much yeah i believe Mm -hmm. that they did use his voice and de-age it yeah they they did he he was the yeah he was in there like he's in the credits which i thought was amazing i was like oh really like we we're to the point that you didn't you don't even need mark hamill like you don't need stan Look, I, I, Sebastian Stan would be great, but oh yeah, you don't actually need him for Luke Skywalker to be in Star Wars fiction because they have his digital face. 
Look, I'm saying this, and I'm the legally blind person here, so you're going to have to tell me. Like, I I agree. I see what you're saying, and I'm on board with maybe that's all accurate, and, and especially maybe so in 30 years. But I don't know. Like, look at what it is right now. Like, that de-aging looks all right. But I don't know that you could really just go go ham with that. I don't know that you could remake A New Hope with that. Could you? And that yes. wouldn't bother people? Oh, it well. You don't think that we're, we're, you don't think oh, it'd it would look all right? You it would only bother okay? us, but we'll be dead by then. So not in thirty years. Okay, okay. No, we'll, <laughs> hopefully, we're still alive in thirty years. I'm sorry. No, but but like the, the more <laughs> old people die off, like less it's going to matter. Well, okay. Aside from that particular thing, I just I do just mean think of just an entire movie with that Luke Skywalker face on the young Luke Skywalker. Right. I mean, would that mm-hmm. really look okay? I mean, isn't that like it kind of d- takes you out of it a little bit for well, that it long? 20, it, it really it de- does. It depends on how good the CGI is. Like you look at. Well, what you saw in that episode, it I, that's all I'm going off on. It, it wasn't bad. Yeah. Um, it it still needed a little bit more like the lighting could have been, I think, a little better. Like it looked like it was too light if they had added a little bit more darker um, uh, lighting to it. It would have looked, I think, a little bit more natural. But like when you look at uh, Princess Leia and you look at Grand Moff Tarkin on um, Rogue One, they were way too shiny. Mm-hmm. Like, um, th- and all th- of this can be fixed with deep fake, too. Like I don't know why they don't use deep fake like it. And when it's done extremely well, like it, it's 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 damn near perfect. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, like deepfake technology is is going to 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 completely re reshape how Hollywood makes movies in 30 years or t- even 10 years. Like, yeah. Mm. And and like we aren't the people to ask. Like, probably not. D- like, don't ask me. Does that look like a real Mark Hamill? Because I'm gonna be like, no. He looks like a robot. But you ask a child who may not have seen the original Star Wars trilogy, he's not going to know that's not real. You know, he's grown up his whole life. Every background in every action movie he's ever seen has been CG. So that's just the new normal. Right. And this could become. So I'm definitely not against the idea of what you're saying. I I just wonder, I guess. and, And what you've just said is fair. Right. I mean, I recently talked to somebody who's uh, they're about 17 and they can't imagine a world without being able to Google shit. It's, it's not real to them that they, they wonder how my, this person I got into a conversation like, how how did you function before Google? And I said, I read books, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing with like all the numbers, right? We can save a thousand numbers or more or whatever in our phone, like phone numbers. And I used to know like 20 phone numbers off the top of my head when we were growing up. That's true. That's true. You had to. Yeah, I, I had to. And now I still could do it, but I'm never going to do that because why? I can just hit a <laughs> button. I don't need to do that shit. Nope. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that'd be really interesting to see in 30 years. To me, and and maybe this does will come from our age and, and just just my perspective on it. Uh, I don't know. No matter how good it looks, I don't. I, I don't know. 
I'll have to see it. But no matter how good that looks, man, if they remake A New Hope thing for whatever, right, in this perfect uh, lookalike stuff, that's not Mark Hamill. That's not a per. That's not the person. And and I don't know if I I don't know how far I can deal with that. As far as like, will that really will that take me out of the experience somewhat? Will it be in my head the whole time? Maybe I'll get used to it. I don't know. Well, they're going to remake Star Wars: A New Hope. That's going to happen. No, it's not. It's not soon. It's not soon. They're not going to remake it. It's already done. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. It's not, it's not gonna happen. It's gonna be so far in the future that it's 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 gonna seem like it's never gonna happen. But we may not even be around. But it's going to happen. It won't happen. Just like they won't remake Back to the Future. The only reason they're not remaking Back to the Future is because the creators have a say. <laughs> if the creators didn't have a say, we'd have already had a new Back to the Future. You literally cannot recreate that. There's no way. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You absolutely can. You can't recreate that magic, the cast, the writing. I'm not saying it would be good. It'd be garbage. I'm just saying, like, the only thing stopping that from happening is, what's his name, Bob Gale going, no, sir. Like, the yeah, the creator just not agreeing. Yeah. Now, once he's dead? Oh, it's fair game, man. Mm. Eh. Eh. Gonna happen. Hmm. fellas. Uh, is there anything else you want to want to want to want to want to say about The Mandalorian seasons one and two? We we've kind of gone all over the place, but I, I like it. We we got a lot off our chest. I mean, I got a lot off my chest. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff, final thoughts. As a whole, like it's definitely kind of reignited my passion for Star Wars, um, and just kind of like you know. I, I, I can't wait to see what's coming next. And of course, we've got what eleven new shows or eleven new, you know, whatever coming. Too um, many. Too uh, many I've heard. You know. Well, I mean, if it's if it's you you've got Rangers uh, Rangers of the New Republic and you've got Ahsoka being produced by Filoni and Favreau, so you know that's going to be solid. And I'm I'm pretty sure they're going to have a hand in everything else because why wouldn't you have the Golden Child Children? involved at this point wasn't there a rogue squadron or something coming out or is that a a movie yeah yeah movie okay uh, directed by patty jenkins of the woman fame so i'm i'm actually really looking forward to that Uh, Hmm. uh, i love wonder woman i think she'll i think she'll do a fantastic job um yeah definitely looking forward to that movie um just overall as a whole you know it's 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 definitely you know the second season stronger than the first going different places, staying, you know, engaging stories, great character development. Um, you know, just, you're just, you're just invested. And I just, I, I want all of the, everything they've done their job. I want all the merchandise. I want, you know, everything (laughs) (laughs) I've already pre-ordered the replica helmet. So, you know, I'm set there. Uh, not the $600 one, the $100 one. So (laughs) I'm not that dedicated. Um, (laughs) But overall, this is this is a you know they've got a very bright future and you know uh, Star Wars feels like Star Wars again. Yeah, I I definitely agree with that. All right, all right, all right. We'll read final thoughts. Um, I I think it's a good show. Hopefully, they kind of keep the the tone that they've kept 
they they dabble in some fan servicey things, but they're not drowning us in it. And I'm okay with that. And I hope it stays that way. Generally, you know, I, it'll just be interesting to see what they do uh, from this point, because that because like how it got there or not, the mm-hmm. Grogu Mando story is as it stands from what we can tell it's done and that's generally been 90 percent of the story outside of the first you know couple episodes or them getting paired up so i'll be interested to see what that turns into now and will it be as interesting and gripping without the meme lord himself alongside mando (laughs) like i would love to write a research paper on this is the around statistical analysis of how much Grogu affected the popularity of this show. Oh, it's he, it he had a, a 45 percent. <laughs> he had whatever, you know, like a 45 percent increase in ratings That's just like, so motherfuckers could make memes like I, I or would, whatever I would, or love I the would, character. Join online discussions about it, and and every single time they were talking about an episode, there'd be someone bitching, "Not enough Baby Yoda, <laughs> not enough Baby Yoda." So, yeah, I I don't know. I'll be interested to see how they replace that dynamic, that that kind of a uh, aspect of the show, and will people care? Are they going to bring in? Are they going to introduce Porgs? Is that going to be his new? Animal companion? <laughs> Who knows? Not. Hopefully, Hopefully not. not. Hopefully not. Well, I don't think it turns into the Mandalorian's thing. He's just delivering tiny animals around the around the, <laughs> the galaxy. Yeah, he's just fucking postman or some shit. I don't know. But <laughs> uh, I mean, he's already done it twice, to be fair. He's got the baby Yoda and then the fish lady and her babies. That's true. Frog lady. <laughs> there's, there's a track record to going on here. Yeah. Um, hmm. It's a good show, I, and and I look forward to see what comes of it. At this point, I forgot to add something. Um, hmm. Like, it'll be interesting to see if we do get more Luke Skywalker. And like, I, I'm sure we haven't seen the last of Grogu, but also to think about this, Ahsoka still has a lot of that PTSD left over from what yeah. she went through. What if her and Luke meet and she finally gets that resolution of knowing that he turned back to the to the to the light side of the force? That would be interesting. Now, see that that would be interesting. That's like a double way, sort of double not whammy, but a two sided thing where that's new because I don't think there's any material that talks about that like Mm -hmm. the Mandalorian. But it's also fan servicey because it kind of brings it finally puts a brings a head to this Clone Wars made character, some old nostalgia thing that's not as nostalgia bombed as the rest of Star Wars is. Yeah. Like, yeah. do dude, you guys want to bring back Rex or some shit into the into this show? He's still around. He's probably still around. Probably. Or you want to bring back. Uh, Oh, what's what's the big hat bounty hunter's name? I can't think of his name. The oh the the, the space cowboy looking guy? The blue dude. Blue guy oh, with uh, big brim hat. 
I know who you're talking oh, about. From Clone yeah, Wars. I can't, I can't remember his name. Um, Cad Bane. Cad Bane. I, I'd love to see his ass. He's such a cool-ass character. I want I'd Hondo. love to see him. Or Hondo. Hondo. And I, I, <clears throat> I don't know. I think part of the reason I liked Hondo so much was wasn't that Jim Cummings playing yeah. him? The guy who plays Winnie the Pooh and Pete and all. Oh yeah. Like that character's kind of as good as he is because of Jim Cummings voicing him to me. Oh yeah. So anyway, I it'll be really interesting to see where this all goes. To say it all again, I guess. Sorry to repeat. No, no you're fine. Uh, I don't have much else to say. Uh, I, I'm going. I'm going to 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 watch it, of course, because that's who I am. Once I start a show, I watch all of it. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to be watching the rest of the show with with less uh, hope in my system. <clears throat> Is that possible? Like, can you can you switch off, Sergio? Like every single time I've turned it on, I've, I've thought, oh, I'm going to be entertained for the next thirty to forty five minutes. And now when I turn it on, it's it, there's there's going to be that 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 slight delay of, do I want to put up with this right now? And, and I hate that that's just that's just how I have to digest it from now on because they've mm. proven me right, which is annoying as hell. Hmm. I hope I hope you're wrong. I, I hope this. Tr- I hope. Here's one, one thing I'll add to what you said, kind of to what you said. I'm really interested to see. If they do something like this again, if this is, for instance, like if this is all that Luke does in the show, maybe that's okay. If they bring him back, maybe it's different. Like, I I wonder where the show, where this moment, I heard someone else say this, so this isn't an original idea of mine, but it was a good idea when I heard it. Let's say the Mandalorian's five seasons long. Mm-hmm. I'm really interested to see when we look back at the end of the season, how does this look? Right? Because yeah. you can have a character and just making something up. Character dies at the end of season two. And in that moment, it's really impactful, really powerful, really emotional, blah, blah, blah. But then they come back to a season later. And now, so when you rewatch the end of season two, it's less impactful because you already know they're coming back. So uh, I'll just be interested to see what this all looks like at the end. What this this moment of any moments that the show ever has, this one of Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Well, fellas, that'll do it for our little our lively little Star Wars conversation. Uh, oh, I forgot there was one more. There's one more thing. Um, they uh, they did announce incorrectly the name of the new Boba Fett show. It says the book of Boba Fett. Um, My inside, my inside sources uh, tell me that it's actually Boba Fett Fett will return in Octopussy. What? What? He's talking about the Sarlacc pit and shit is what Uh, I'm guessing. It's, it's a reference in that way. It's actually also a reference to James Bond and debriefing and cocktails. Oh, I'm, I mean, yeah, Both. I mean, right, but like, Just, what? Come on. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know how this is our fault. It is. <laughs> yes, debriefing, debriefing in cocktails does not endorse the previous joke, nor did we pay for any type of promotion. 
<laughs> oh, man. I guess with that said, hey, Reed, do you have anything to promote? Hey, man, I've been playing Smite lately, and they put out those Ninja Turtle skins, dude. They're all right. It, so it is nothing, actually kind of cool. You don't want to plug anything <clears throat> at all? You I don't, don't host I'm, any podcasts? Oh, oh yeah. No, I don't. I mean, what? He just brought up debriefing cocktails. Why do I even say it again? What is debriefing in cocktails, Reed? Hey, man, that's a podcast about James Bond and his associated movie adventures currently. Cool, cool. What do you want to plug in, Sergio and or Jeff? <laughs> Jeff, I'll let you go. I would say I've got nothing, but please listen to Shellheads, a TMNT podcast. <laughs> this is so this is so fucking petty. <laughs> like, why can't why can't Reed? Why can't you just behave like every other podcaster and be like, "Hey guys, I'm on a show that blah blah." And you're like, "Oh, what? I don't know what's going on. What's a plug?" <laughs> man, that's just where you put a a cord into. Man, I don't. Are we done yet? <laughs> Jesus Don't Christ. worry, okay. folks, because Reed Walker will return in Thunderball. <laughs> okay. uh, bring it back around. Fantastic. Uh, where can we find you, Jeff, when you're not podcasting? As always, Sergio, you can find me at the Warp Zone Arcade, uh, Burnham, Mississippi's premier arcade. Uh, we specialize in enjoying playing games from all types of eras, retro, modern, uh, do birthday parties, tournaments, uh, and more. Uh, we love finding interesting, unique games for people to enjoy and play. Um, big retro games, of course, like our Neo Geo arcade cabinet with lots of different choices uh, to choose from. So we um, please come check us out when we are, you know, safe to reopen. You can find Fantastic. us on them Facebooks. Uh, tune in next time. Get the ransom. Shoot the hostage. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Reality Breached. Don't forget to check out our other podcasts, The Black Pocket Podcast, The Unapologetic Experience, and Shellheads, a TMNT podcast, all available at realitybreached.com. You know, we were cool a minute ago, Jeff. Don't fuck that up. <laughs> it's too late. We were, we, we, <laughs> we were taking a nice, innocent Christian poop on this man. <laughs> he just... What the fuck is an innocent Christian that, group? You wouldn't know, heathen. <laughs> That's going on the, the reality breach uh, blooper reel. God damn it, Reed. <laughs>